Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 15 of Moms of Minis podcasts. We are your hosts. I am Lindsay. And I'm Sophia. And you know her, you love her. We have Miss Jennifer Wiggins back on the podcast. If you listened, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> if you listened, which you should have, to episode 13, you heard a little bit about her professional background and her experiences as a special education teacher here in New Mexico. And now we're kind of diving into a different topic. We are going to do veteran versus rookie moms. And we are very excited to hear how things have changed in almost 24 years. So, as always, we have to start off with self-care. So I will let Miss Jennifer go first, since she is our guest. (laughs) Well, I did some meal planning and some prepping today, so kind of getting ready for the week with um, more fruits and vegetables for the week. So just trying to get those fruits and vegetables in there. Nice. And it's so much easier when they're already ready to go. Yeah. Just grab and go. What about you, Lindsay? So I also did some meal prepping, but mine was a little bit more involved. Um, So I think I made like, I don't know, four meals (laughs) to just have in the freezer, um, in the fridge. So I made Greek chicken that I will have probably tomorrow for dinner. Um, with a whipped feta spread, which is always just a good kind of snacky food. I made a bunch of tomato sauce so I can make pizza or pasta. Um, And I also made some broth to have with some noodles. So it's like a Thai chili and peanut butter broth. It's really good. Sounds good. And all you have to do is heat it up and then put some ramen noodles in it. And then you have like fancy ramen. (laughs) That's great. What about you, Miss Sophia? Well, I did not meal prep. So I think my family is fending for themselves this week, I guess. Uh, (laughs) I can't even like go get groceries tomorrow if I wanted to because we have the Wi-Fi guy coming over and... They're like, you have to stay home and be available at all during the day. So I was like, okay. So maybe I'll meal plan tomorrow. I'm stuck <laughs> at home. But my self-care was, wow, I'm having like a total brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you did make that tasty looking olote ramen. I mean, that looks pretty right. good. I- I did kind of experiment with some foods. Oh, I remembered it. I did some canning a few days ago. If you know me, you know, I'm like everything homesteader I love. So I made some cowboy candy. It's just like candied jalapenos, essentially. And then um, you let it sit for about two weeks so that it really gets like the flavor infused. And I cracked one open today. It was really good already, even though it's only been like four or five days. So I'm super excited for what it tastes like in a few weeks. But yeah, I'll have to I'll have to have some next time I'm over. I'll have to try your booch so too. <laughs> yes, my kombucha. Yep. Mine still <laughs> looks like a science experiment, but 
<laughs> oh, mine does too. It looks very scary. Homemade kombucha looks. It like looks like something that things. yeah, it looks like something humans should not consume. <laughs> Absolutely. I kind of wish I, like, never would have known how kombucha started and just kept drinking, like, you know, store-bought. <laughs> I know. Well, I feel like I've, I've seen how the sausage is made, so, like, I need to just go through. I need to carry on. That's true. That's true. I can't go back. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's funny. All right. So, as I kind of alluded to... Uh, you became a mother almost 24 years ago, so yeah. uh, I would kind of like to ask, like, what was your prenatal care like back then? I mean, did you have, um, like, the regular month appointments, and kind of what was your, your medical experience like? Yeah, so um, I had an amazing OBGYN. Um, I went shopping for an OBGYN because I didn't have one. And um, the first one I met with, he said, oh, you're a special ed teacher. That's why you have so many concerns. You're, you just don't want your kids to be special ed. And I was like, that's rude. No, <laughs> that's very rude. <laughs> so then when I met uh, this, the doctor that eventually was my OBGYN, he just answered all my questions. He was so personable, and I just loved him. He was the best guy. Um, and, you know, he, he, I had a monthly um, checkup. <laughs> of course, this was <laughs> before a global pandemic, so we didn't have to worry about all that stuff. Um, and, you know, so I had to go in once a month. Um, we did do an ultrasound. I think it was about three months along. Oh, wow. Maybe a little later. I don't, I don't really remember. <laughs> and, and I feel bad because when I was pregnant, I would ask my mom questions and she would be like, I don't know. That was a long time ago. I don't remember. <laughs> And so I was like, well, thanks. You just insulted my age and you're not helpful. So, so I, I tried, I was like, I've got to remember this stuff, but you know, it, it's hard to remember after that long. And then, you know, everything's different. Um, we did do the ultrasound. We did find out that Sophia was going to be a girl. Um, and so the day they induced me, uh, my blood pressure was like 200 over a hundred. It was it was really bad. And so I didn't want to be induced because I was like, the baby's not ready. She's not ready. And they were like, you are being induced today. <laughs> and so at, at back then they would let you go past your due date. So um, she was due on January 28th and she was actually born a few days after that. So um, it was past the due date. But um, I waited for uh, my doctor to be on call. And I was like, when are you on call? Because it was like on a Thursday was the due date. And he said, well, I'm on call on Tuesday. And I said, okay, let's do it on Tuesday. And he was like, well, I'm sure you'll have her by then. No, I hadn't. <laughs> so um, he was actually the one who delivered me or delivered Sophia and was there for me. So that was kind of cool. That's so nice that you had that like relationship. I mean... I know, yeah. Sophia, since you were, you know, in the army when you first 
found out you were pregnant, you said it was kind of like a revolving door of doctors. And then my experience was, um, I saw midwives. So you just kind of rotated through the midwives because you didn't know who was going to be on call. So it was like, oh, it could be this person that you really liked, or it could be this person that you didn't really have a good relationship with. And that unfortunately ended up being the person who, (laughs) who was my midwife, but yeah, uh, yeah, that was, that was important for me. I, I was lucky for that. Mm-hmm. And so how was it oh. like being a mom without all the social media and all the <laughs> constant comparisons and everything? You know, I know it, eventually you were a mom with social media, but, you know, the yeah. toddler days, the infant days, what, what were your, what was that like? Well, you know, it's it's really kind of hard for you guys to even fathom. You know, we really didn't even have the internet then. That was going to um, be my next question is like, how, what kind of resources did you have? <laughs> so back then you had the people that you knew and you had books from the library. And that's really all that you had, you know, um, so... I, I was very fortunate because I had been a special ed teacher for several years before that. And I had um, speech therapists, occupational therapists, physical therapists that I worked with who gave the best advice. And so um, I felt like I had um, a lot of knowledge that a lot of people didn't have just because I worked with these experts. Um, and, you know, I also had a lot of teacher friends who were also parents. And so, you know, I felt like I, I, I thought I knew a lot, <laughs> but it was just uh, so different. It's really kind of hard for you guys to even imagine a life without the internet you know there was no google you um you called your pediatrician you called your mom you know that was pretty much who you called and uh that was that was where we got our information from <laughs> that to me is so stressful like i'm i'm thinking just now like how many times i google like is this normal <laughs> like yeah. what do i need to look out for like, is this yeah. thing that he's doing something that's concerning? Like, oh, my God, I couldn't <laughs> imagine not having that information just, like, immediately. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and we, you know, we didn't have that at all. It wasn't even a possibility. So we didn't know what we were missing. Um, in a lot of ways, it was it was less anxiety because I didn't know about all these other horror stories that you Mm -hmm. read about online and things like that. Um, You know, Sophia had had asked me about the safe sleeping stuff. Um, I had never really been concerned about that. Um, In my family, my great-grandmother had, when she, you know, back in the late 19-teens and 20s, when she had kids, um, she actually smothered one of her babies in bed. Oh she my fell God. asleep with the baby and it died. And, um, you know, I just had heard of that through family stories that, you know, the baby was buried in her orchard because it was back then. That's what you did. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just kind of one of those facts of life that happened back then. Um, and so I, but I never really had that as a concern, you know, um, 
I definitely knew I was a deep sleeper and I didn't want to do that to my baby. So, you know, I always put her in the crib as much as I could. I think there was one or two times that I fell asleep while, you know, she was nursing or something. And, and it was like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. But, you know, uh, didn't have any really big resources to know that that was like a big concern. Yeah. Well, I'm so. sure the crib I was in had like blankets and pillows. bumpers. And, oh, yeah. It had a bumper that went all yeah. the way around the inside of the crib. And um, I did, I think when, when you were a baby was kind of starting for some of these like safety products. So, well, um, I think isn't yeah. when when she was little was kind of when SIDS was starting to kind of like come up and people were a little bit more aware of it. Yeah, so so I had heard about it, um, and it was funny because they had a, I think they called it, it was a side sleeper, and it was this little thing that was like a fo- piece of foam covered in fabric. And then like a little piece of fabric and then another piece of foam. So you were supposed to put your baby on their They side. still make that. I've seen them. <laughs> and so that I had that. And um, we had a cat. And um, we didn't want the cat getting into the crib. So we bought this little like net thing that went over the top of the crib. And it had a zipper. And so you could get the baby in and out. Um, and it was, it wasn't because of like a safety issue. I just didn't want cat hair all over the crib. You know? <laughs> and so I was like, the cat is not going to just be cuddled up in the crib. No. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there was, um, I did have a baby monitor, but it was like a little radio. Mm-hmm. So it was just audio, you know, so, um, I could hear her, um, but yeah, that's that's what we had. <laughs> so going back to medical, um, did you uh-huh. did you know like did you get an ultrasound for gender or did you wait for it to be a surprise or? No, um, and and it was funny because my mom said Jennifer was the kid who couldn't wait to open her Christmas presents, you know. So she, they all knew I was going to be checking and finding out the gender. So yeah, we found out that she was going to be a girl. So um, you know, spent a lot of time trying to come up with a name. That was one of the hardest things I think you ever do as a parent. And uh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. But, um, yeah, so we knew she was going to be a girl. And, um, you know, that was about the extent of the medical stuff. Um, they were concerned about my blood pressure, so I got that checked quite a bit. Um, and like Sophia, I gained 70 pounds, I think. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that was, that was, but it wasn't really a big concern. They weren't too worried about it. No. So what were some, like, parenting trends when you were raising Sophia that, you know, either still exist today or kind of like fell by the wayside? Um, well, the funny thing is, is, I mean, I really didn't, I wasn't aware of really that many trends. Um, I was one of the only, well, I was the first one in my, of my siblings to have a baby uh, I didn't have a lot of friends that had babies yet, <laughs> and I was, um, it was just kind of, you just, just did it. 
Um, uh, we, it was, uh, you know, car seat safety was a big thing. And I think that was kind of um, newer because I know when I was a kid, they didn't have car seats at all. And so, you know, there was a concern to um, have the right car seat facing the right way, you know. So um, when we took her home from the hospital, she was in a rear facing car seat, the back seat. Um, that was one of the most terrifying things I've ever done is to take off and drive with that newborn baby. <laughs> yeah, that, that car ride home but, is not fun. No. no. And like the, the pictures show this baby strapped in but then when you have an actual baby like a newborn they're all like hunched over and it's like this this doesn't look right so so Pia's dad drove us home and I sat in the back seat holding her head up because I was afraid that the car seat wouldn't work right if her head wasn't moving up (laughs) (laughs) so good it was great it was so funny Well, um, when you gave birth, was like breastfeeding a popular thing to do? Was it kind of like still seen as like, you know, the poor man's option? And did <laughs> you, you know, get any kind was... of counseling, like any kind of lactation, lactation counseling? Well, this was, is kind of funny. Um, it was definitely um, recommended you know they would say you know breast is best and so you know it was recommended for sure although um you know they send you home with all these samples of formula and um i had done a birth birth plan and i had asked for her not to have any formula no bottles anything like that and they took her pretty quickly after she was born and sent me to a room and they told me I could go take a shower, which was awesome. You know, you guys understand that. I didn't, I didn't get a shower. (laughs) Oh, that's right. You didn't get to. (sighs) Well, and. and But I can imagine what it felt like. (laughs) (laughs) And Sophia was born at 1030 at night. And so I was like, okay, can I get something to eat? Because I hadn't eaten since the night before. And they were like, oh, the cafeteria is closed. Um, And I was like, well, I'm really hungry. I just had a baby. And they're like, well, we'll see what we can find. And so they like went to the nurse's fridge and scrounged up some leftovers from a party and got me a sandwich. And so I ate this like old soggy sandwich. Oh, Awful. yeah. And then they brought Sophia. Well, they hadn't brought her to me and I was really concerned. I was like, where's my baby? I want to see my baby. And so I go down to the nursery and they're like, oh, well, her blood sugar was kind of low. So we gave her a bottle. And I was like, ah. the one thing I said not to do. Said, no bottles, no formula. And they're like, oh, well, you can feed her now. And I was like, oh, great. And because uh, what I had read is that if they take a bottle, they'll never take the breast. And yeah. that's not true. <laughs> Although Sophia was not a fan of a bottle ever, but, um, you know, she did take the breast. Um, as for a lactation consultant, um, I had her at St. Joseph's um, in Albuquerque, which at the time was a Catholic hospital. And I had a nun come to visit. And... <laughs> and she was like, are you doing okay? And I'm like, uh, I don't know if I'm doing anything right. Like, I don't know. I've never done this. 
And she offered to pray with me, and she told me that Sophia meant wisdom, and and that was about it. That's all I got. Oh, well, I mean, she sounds about as helpful as the one I had. <laughs> uh, you know, nobody knows children and breastfeeding like seventy-year-old nuns. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my! Oh wow! It, it was pretty funny. Yeah. And I, I think I had the same reaction that every mom has. Like, you know, like, they're really letting me take this baby? Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so scary. How long were you in really the hospital is. after you delivered? Was it, you know, I think the standard for insurance usually is two days. Um, At least now. She, yeah, she was born on a Tuesday night. So I think I went home Thursday morning. Okay. So yeah, it was about, it was about the same. two days. Uh-huh. Yeah. They kicked me out like 24 hours on the dot. What the heck? Well, you guys had a baby in COVID. That I think it was the COVID stuff. They weren't letting yeah. people stay longer. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's true, I guess. Yeah, I think I was, yeah. I think I was in the hospital for like just about 48 hours. Because I went yeah. in at 2 o'clock on a Friday, and I was discharged sometime Sunday morning, like 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What about, like, baby-proofing? Oh, yeah. Uh, we did go all out with the baby-proofing. Um, <laughs> we had the electrical plug covers, you know, that was really big. The little foam bumpers around the sharp corners. Um, we had baby gates. Um, Sophia's dad was very concerned about her falling on our tile because we had saltillo tile, you know, that hard tile. And so we had the living room, which was carpeted, blocked off from the rest of the house. So that was kind of her toddler area um, until she learned how to open the baby gates. And then it was all over from there. <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah, we that's were, we literally were all... my first memory. Is opening the baby gates? <laughs> remembering how to open. Yes, I remember it like it was yesterday. And this could be like you know how like your memories are like not actually what. Ends yeah, up they're like like the, the truth, false I memories. Swear. Yeah, did I learn how to do it on the upstairs yep. stairs? Because that's what my memory. Yeah, like I woke up before my parents one day and I like walked down to where the stairs were and there was a gate and I just remember figuring out how to open it and just being like freedom (laughs) (laughs) yeah because we had a two-story house and her bedroom was upstairs and our bedroom was downstairs and so we had the the a baby gate at the top of the stairs so she wouldn't fall down the stairs and she figured out how to open it, so that was that was all over. But you know, <laughs> her her dad was very big on safety, so we were. And when she was learning to walk, he wanted to put her in a helmet because he was so afraid she was gonna crack her head. <laughs> and I, I drew the line at the helmet. You no, know, she's not wearing a helmet. She's just a baby. If she falls, she falls on her butt. She'll be okay. <laughs> Oh my god. So, yeah, safety was a big issue with us. <laughs> so funny. 
That was really funny. I guess that kind of leads into like stranger danger and stuff. That was like, I mean, because it wasn't until like the seventies, eighties until like people really started being like, maybe I shouldn't just like let my kid out into the world for ten hours and come back. Yeah, yeah. Well, and um, you know, my parents. It's it's interesting because we we lived in the country. And they were very trusting of most people, but they also didn't just let us run wild. You know, we we had to be close by, you know, we couldn't just go wherever. Um, and so, you know, when we had Sophia, we lived also in the country and, um, you know, she, but we lived on a pretty busy street. So, you know, it wasn't like she could just roam around the neighborhood. So we always made sure we knew where she was. Um, and then when she was in elementary school, um, I was a teacher at the school she went to. And uh, so I knew lots of backstories of people that she might wanted to hang out with or whatever. And I remember there was this one kid that, you know, she had a crazy family. And Sophia always wanted to go over to that kid's house. And I was always like, no, no, you're not going to that kid's house. So having a teacher as a mom maybe wasn't the most free uh, experience, but um, I was I was very cautious, and uh, uh, Sophia's dad was even more cautious. So you know we were we were very careful. <laughs> yeah, I remember as a kid, kind of in like the same like stranger danger realm. Like, yeah, I th- feel like it was a very like. 90s thing that like everything was like a videotape like there were like safety videotapes and I remember this one specifically I don't know who put it out like the sheriff's department or something but it was all about like stranger safety and like if someone approaches you at a park and you don't know them like how do you react if someone says like I have cds and pizza how do you react (laughs) Yeah, I I think that was the time of of that, you know, it's the strangers you have to be worried for. Um, And and now we know it's not necessarily just strangers. literally everybody. (laughs) Yeah, just, yeah. And, you know, I I decided, um, you know, uh, the people I knew were safe because they never abused me. So that was, that was my, I was like, well, I trust my parents, and uh, that's about it. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd be. I would be interested to hear like how things even evolved from. You know, I'm older than Sophia. I'm almost thirty. So just hearing uh-huh. how things have evolved, even in that you know six year span. I mean, I know for sure the ultrasound machines were not as sophisticated because up until I was born, they thought I was a boy. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it was very, um, it, it was like, you had to trust their word on it because, you know, they're like, see, this is the backbone. And you're like, Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, I still kind of feel like that when I get ultrasounds, <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I don't, unless it's like very obvious, like this is a foot or like, this is your baby's profile. It's like, wait, uh-huh. what am I looking at? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, it was, I, I had a backup boy name. So, uh, it was going to be Brian Clay in just in case. Cause I knew a lot of people who 
their ultrasounds were wrong. So I had a backup. <laughs> so funny. Well, I was, yeah. I was Joshua for a long time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Joshua. Well, and then That's they had funny. to really quickly come up with Lindsay, which <laughs> I mean, all, all my That's siblings, funny. they all had the same initials. It was D N and then B and I guess uh-huh. none of the D names were, you know, any good. So Lindsay is what they were trying to do like a Kardashian thing, like all apparently, <laughs> but yeah. So Lindsay so was, funny. was the winner, That's <laughs> That's awesome. hilarious. which I think I make a much better Lindsay than a Donna. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, my mom has given me probably millions of pieces of advice at this point. Thank God. But to our new mom listeners, what advice do you have for them? Well, I think the biggest advice is trust your instincts, trust your gut, listen to your gut. Um, you know, you you know best, and you know, just don't be uh, worried about you know what everybody else is doing or thinking or saying you know, trust your gut. Um, and, you know, my biggest, biggest piece of advice is, you know, be really careful about the partner you choose. <laughs> you know, you're gonna, that partner is going to be in your life uh, to this day, you know, for the rest of your life, probably, that partner will be involved in some way. And so, you know, I always say, look at their family and see if that's the kind of family you want. Um, you know, Sophia got it right. She's, she, when I spend time around, um, her husband's family, I'm like, yes, this is the kind of family you want to emulate, you know, you want that to be the normal. Um, so, you know, uh, not everybody, um, is, you know, has the same kind of, uh, parenting style and, and, uh, the same kind of values and so you know you can look at at how they they grew up and see if that's something that matches you know what you want um you know and and just uh find your find your tribe you know uh get out there and find some other parent friends um people in the same boat it it just helps so much um one of my dearest friends has a daughter who's a year older than Sophia and we met when Sophia was 2 and it was the best. She was like my guru because her daughter was one year older and she had gone through all of it one year before me. And that was just the best thing ever. Uh, so, you know, find, find a tribe of people um, who are, sim- you know, raising the kids at the same time or about the same age. It really does help. Well, I guess I will ask another question. Um... Yeah. So how is it different being a grandparent versus being a parent? Because we <laughs> oh, haven't we yeah. haven't touched on that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I say it's all of the fun and none of the responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like I can really enjoy LED and you know, I don't have to worry about all the other things. Um, you know, like I, she, spent, changed, she changed a poopy diaper yesterday, so we got to give her credit where credit's due. You know, it, it just, as you get older and you, you're kind of like, you know, you, you see what, what really matters and what, 
what to stress and what doesn't need to be stressed about, you know, um, some of the things I worried about when Sophia was a kid, like the clean house, like that was the biggest thing, like the house had to be clean. And I wasn't, cause I grew up in a pretty messy house and I was not going to have my kid in this messy house. And looking back, I'm like, that was so much wasted energy and it didn't need to be something that I stressed about so much. Um, you know, and now it's like, yeah, that's a little messy. It's okay. It's not the end of the world, you know? <laughs> and so, um, you know, I just, uh, really enjoy being a grandma. I think it's one of the best privileges of my life. And uh, I try to really be present and enjoy my time with Ellie and, you know, with Sophia too, you know, um, that's, that's one of the hardest things as a parent is to transition from that childhood stage to adulthood so being a parent of an adult is very different you know um and so you really have to make a conscious effort to find that middle ground and and uh <clears throat> back off on the parenting <laughs> and let them do <laughs> for themselves you know i uh, can't say that there are times that i don't try to parent still but you know <laughs> it's uh it's it's one of those things you just kind of have to make an effort to say okay i'm gonna i'm gonna have a relationship with my kid as an adult now and that's pretty fun you know you, it's it's cool i know it's always fun whenever i go over there and i get to see you like hanging out with ellie <laughs> and i mean you've been so welcoming to austin i mean you're making oh, him a quilt <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been so nice, especially since, you know, I don't have anybody local really. Like it's, it's nice yeah. to, you know, have that like family support, even if you're not my family. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just glad, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things like when you love your kids so much and then when you see other people who love them and care about them and, and see and recognize the good things that you see about your kid. It's, it's just like, how can you not love your kids friends, you know? Aww, and, thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same, you know, how I feel about Joaquin. I'm like, wow, he, he gets what a great kid she is, great person she is. I keep saying kid, but you know, <laughs> it's just when you find, when you see somebody who loves your kid, you're just like, wow, that's just awesome. And, uh, you know, and I'm just so glad that you guys are close, you know, I'm 45 minutes away, which isn't, um, very long. So I feel like I'm very lucky to be that close, you know, a lot of people aren't. So I'm very grateful for that. Mm. <laughs> well, we always appreciate all your sacrifices to come up. I mean, you were going to come up and record this episode today if I hadn't felt sick but um yeah I mean that's something that I value like crazy like I don't know I thought maybe I wouldn't value like your sacrifice I don't know how to like say it in a way that doesn't sound weird but like <laughs> I thought I'd just be like well yeah like you're my mom you need to like help out and stuff with my kid but then you realize like what a chore like having a kid is <laughs> and driving when gas prices are so high and all these crazy things and it's like 
I can't even describe how much I appreciate, you know, not only your sacrifices as my mom, but then like sacrifices you make for my own kid every day. And it's just like you said, like, you know, when you love your own kid that much, you really, really appreciate people who are in that tribe as well. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, and my gosh, you gave me the cutest grandkid in the world, so it's <laughs> not to love. <laughs> well, it's just so nice to, like, have, you know, our little bond of Austin and Ellie and mm-hmm. you. And just, it's so nice that these days it's not, you know, like, families just aren't as big as they used to be. And yeah, isolation yeah. is just more rampant than it ever has uh-huh. been so it's just so nice to feel like well yeah you know all these people are blood relatives but we're still like family and it's, it's so cool yeah 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 well and that's one of the things you know when when uh, I realized you were going to be an only child I was like she can make her own family you know and I, I knew that you would be able to you know find people that you really enjoy and make them part of your tribe and You've always done that, so, you know, that's pretty cool. (laughs) And that's, you know, probably one of my advices is you need to have that, you know, you need to to find people that you trust and, and, you know, spend time with them and, you know, make sure that they've they're looking out for your kids best interest that's that's always nice to have more people in in your village to help raise your kid. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's been one time I had to just, like, drop Ellie with Lindsay one day, and I can't even tell you, like, the relief of, like, just knowing, like, this lady loves my child. I know nothing bad is going to happen, like, even small things. I know, like, nothing small would happen because, you know, Ellie will, like, steal Austin's snacks and juice, and (laughs) Lindsay's too nice and just lets her do it, so... (laughs) It's just so nice having people like that around. Um, well, I it think was, it was my mother who made me create this Facebook group that <laughs> me and Lindsay met in. Yeah, so. we can owe yeah. our friendship to Jen directly. We really can. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and and when you you were talking, one of the things I struggled with as a new mom is I didn't have a lot of mom friends and it was, it's isolating, you know, extremely uh, when I, yeah, when I finally found a few people, it was like, oh, thank God, you know, it it just makes all the difference, you know? Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is like, I, I really felt like, you know, chosen whenever Ellie, like holds my hand and leads me somewhere and I'm just like oh yay or like when Austin cries whenever you leave the room I'm like oh yay yeah. <laughs> like we're we're chosen we're family exactly That's awesome. yes yeah. exactly it feels so good to know your kids are comfortable with that person it's just like ah, okay a huge huge relief you know definitely well and then the other day Austin finally said Ellie for the first time, he said it. Aww. It was so cute. That's adorable. I couldn't handle it. We were like, oh, I know, the it. first time ever. <laughs> and it was on camera. <laughs> oh, wow. That's beautiful. It was so cute. Was <laughs> yeah. That's so sweet. 
Yeah. Well, Lindsay, did you have any other questions for the lovely Jennifer Wiggins? Well, I guess, do you have any questions about what it's like parenting in 2022, 2021? And like any, any tips or tricks that you wish you had, you know, back then? Yeah. I, I definitely wish that, you know, we could have had the, the internet and, you know, the social media things that, that, you know, just to be able to, you know, video chat with your family who are far away, you know, get to see them, let them see your kid. I mean, those are the kind of things that I wish we would have had. Um, and I just, I... I'm so amazed at how well you guys did because you literally had your kids during a global pandemic. I mean, one of the hardest times in human history and you guys did it. You're doing great. Your kids are healthy. And uh, I'm just really in awe of that. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know that. I, I mean, I thought I had it rough. <laughs> that was nothing compared <laughs> to what you guys have done. <laughs> You did, Mom. You did have it rough, just a different way. Was... Yeah, different rough. <laughs> different yeah. Rough. Well, I think that's all we got for tonight, but we yeah. appreciate you coming back on again to answer more of our questions. Thank and... you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Yeah, it's been we'll been a do pleasure. More in the future, oh for yes, sure. absolutely. I'm sure we'll <laughs> have more questions. The wealth of knowledge. <laughs> I don't know about that, but that's really sweet. <laughs> that's okay. I do. So, oh, you girls are awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Thank you. And like us on uh, Facebook, Moms of Minis. Follow us on Instagram, Moms of Minis. And email us, Moms of Minis Pod at gmail.com. And yeah, we have our sticker packs up for sales. So contact us on how to get yours so you can rep. And uh, we got our Moms of Minis sponsored toy drive coming up. So look for deets on that as well. But other than that, we thank you guys so, so much and have a wonderful night. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.